This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, real quick. As I acclimate to new parenthood, I'm rerunning a series that originally aired on my podcast almost four years ago. It's a six-part How I Met Your Mother style series on how I met my husband, Stevie, beginning with my first boyfriend in sixth grade. I share with you the ups, the downs, and everything in between. For many years of my dating life, a healthy, long-term partnership felt so far away. So my goal with this series is to inspire you and to help you see that a relationship is possible for you too, no matter how far off it might feel right now. I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast. And today we are diving into part three of how I found love. Now, before we get there, I just want to take a moment to thank you all if you've left a rating or review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to your podcasts these days. I so appreciate you taking a moment out of your day to do that. It really, really helps to get this podcast in front of more amazing women just like yourself. And if you haven't done it yet, no worries. Just take a moment right now as I'm saying this to leave a rating or review. It just takes a second. All you have to do is just search the podcast in the search bar of iTunes and then tap the podcast, tap the reviews tab, and then leave a rating. And then if you have another 30 to 45 seconds, you can leave a kind review too. And all of that helps to get this podcast out in front of more amazing women just like yourselves. All right, so let's dive right into part three of how I found love. Now, again, if 
you've been listening all along, then I'm going to give you just a brief reminder of what's been happening so far in this saga. If you haven't listened to part one or part two, again, I highly, highly recommend that you do. Again, you can watch a standalone episode of Friends. Everyone does it, right? But everyone also knows that you really get to know what's going on with the characters and the show and like the depth of the content and the characters when you watch it from episode one and go forward from there. So if you've missed episode or part one, I should say that then head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 81 or veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 82 for part two to catch up there. Or you can just scroll down a couple episodes in your podcast player and they'll be right there for you to listen to as well. So again, I do highly recommend that you listen to parts one and two before listening to part three. And if you just don't want to do it, like that's totally fine because this is your podcast experience, not mine. All right. So let me give you just a brief recap if you just need a refresher of what's happened so far. So you'll remember that I have just broken up with my, well, I broke up with my college sweetheart and I moved to Jerusalem for grad school. And almost immediately and back to back, I found myself in two different relationships with people who didn't want to be with me. And even though I had a travel bug and I've loved living abroad, it was really one of the darkest times in my life. So I look at that time in my life actually now with definitely mixed emotions. I mean, in some ways there is a little bit of nostalgia, like, oh, the expat life, living abroad. It was such a fun time in my life, but it was also a very, very emotionally hard time of my life. And it actually got to the point where I just couldn't handle my emotions anymore. And so I reached out to a therapist and I alluded that things were about to get a lot better. And that's where I left you off. And again, you can listen to part two over at episode 82 or part one over at episode 81. All right, so here is part three, which I call aka learning how to adult. So I was finishing up grad school and I was applying for jobs like crazy. Now this is 2010, so it's not that far after the crash and there just weren't jobs coming out of everyone's ears. It was really competitive. There was probably like 50 applications for every single job that I applied, if not more. So it was really my full-time job was to look for a job in that time of my life. And I was pretty much over both of my exes and I was just really ready for something new. I was still seeing my therapist. I was still living abroad at the time, but I was applying for jobs mostly in the Washington, D.C., New York. I think I might have had a few applications in Chicago. I just wanted to be in a big city so I could find myself a nice Jewish boy. And it was just a lot, a lot, a lot of applying and networking. And finally, after what seemed like forever, my new job landed me in Charleston, South Carolina. Now, again, I had really, really hoped to be in a place like D.C. or New York or Chicago, or I think I even applied to a job in Minneapolis. Like I was applying just pretty much anywhere. I think I even there was even one in New Orleans I was applying for because I did want to meet a nice Jewish boy and all those cities have large Jewish populations. But after a couple of years of just feeling really unsteady and in some ways homesick from my last two relationships and living abroad, I was actually really excited to be in South Carolina Uh, to be close to where I grew up. I grew up in Asheville, which is only five hours away from Charleston. And I was actually born in Columbia, South Carolina, never really lived there. I had good friends in Charlotte. And my whole dad's side of the family all live in the upstate of South Carolina, not upstate New York, but the upstate of South Carolina, which is about three, three and a half hours from Charleston. So 
I was really excited just to be back in kind of like my home territory and get some stability that way. And as horrible as I told you I was emotionally in my last series or my last installment of the series, things quickly got that much better. So I started my job in Charleston and the person whose job I took put me in touch with a young adult leader in the Jewish community of Charleston, which gave me an instant in to an amazing friend group. So I immediately had friends, which was pretty incredible. And on the other hand, when I moved to Charleston, I had just about $3,000 in the bank, I think maybe around 32, 3,300. So not a lot of money. And that was really all I had to my name, except that that money didn't even really belong to me. It was just my leftover student loan money. But I had gotten an amazing steal of a studio apartment in the heart of Charleston, and I had a great job. So I was able to quickly pay off a quarter of my loans just in that first year of working. And I also saved more money than I ever had had before. And one thing that I learned is that being abroad helped me to get to know who I was and what my values were. But being in grad school and being abroad, I didn't really have a lot of money. So it was hard to express those values and the buying choices that I made. Usually the buying choices I made were just the cheapest thing or the best deal or whatever was free. But I finally had my own money where I could spend money, you know, based on what my what my values were and what I really wanted my life to look like. So my money went towards things like yoga classes and travel. I went to visit my other sister in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. She was living there when I was living in, in Charleston. I spent money on organic food. So some people might be horrified to know how much money I spent on my groceries when I was, you know, just a single woman. But I didn't really spend that much money on clothes or going out to eat because they just didn't really do much for me in terms of adding value to my life. And for the first time, I was also paying my own car insurance. I didn't have a car in grad school. And then in college, I just used my parents' car. I had my own health insurance for the first time ever. And I even had renter's insurance. So what I learned from paying all that insurance is that there's nothing like paying a bunch of insurance to make you feel like you're an adult. Am I right? Can I get an amen for that? Anyways, I tell you all this because it might not seem super related to what I was just telling you in the previous installment in relationship problems. But I tell you this because this was really the first time in my adult life, or really just in my life in general, that I began to actually feel like a whole and complete person. You know, before my life revolved around finding my husband and I didn't really have money to express a lot of my values. Now you don't necessarily need money to express your values, but I wasn't really able to create the life that I wanted because I was still, you know, in some ways like under my parents wing as a college student and then a a grad student. But now this is the first time I really felt the freedom to create exactly what I wanted to create in my life. And so piece by piece, that's exactly what I did. I built the life that I wanted. I had a group of friends at work and in the Jewish community that I loved. I found a yoga studio that felt like home. And again, I had my own money. And dating was in the back of my mind for sure. But for the first time ever, or at least since I was 11 years old, (laughs) it wasn't the first thing I was always thinking about. I had spent a lot of time rebuilding myself emotionally before I left Jerusalem with my therapist. And now back in the US, I felt like I was now 
putting that on the outside. I was actually rebuilding what my life was on the outside. Now, if you guys have ever worked with me or have done any of my workshops or done the boot camp or anything like that, you know that I'm all about the inside and outside work. You can't do just the inner work and expect your life to change. You got to change some things on the outside, but you can't just buy a bunch of things and hope that's going to make you happy. You have to do the inner and outer work. They go hand in hand. And so I had done the inner work when I was with my therapist and now I felt like I'd rebuilt myself emotionally in many, many ways. I still had a lot of room to grow and a lot of things to do, but I was now, my outside life was beginning to reflect how I felt like on the inside. So I wasn't really focused on dating, but wouldn't you know it, just a few months after moving to Charleston, my friend there set me up with a nice Jewish boy. And boy, was he nice. So this guy was an officer in the military. So that was kind of hot, you know, uniforms and things like that. And his manners were impeccable. So he actually, he called me because we had, or maybe he emailed me. I don't even remember. My friend had set us up and got us in contact, I think through email now that I think about it. Anyways, he called me and asked to take me on a date And then he picked me up for our date. We went to a really nice dinner in this adorable Italian place that looks like it's right in in Tuscany in downtown Charleston, which, by the way, had never happened to me before. Before with the guy, it was always, oh, let's hang out or why don't you come over or let's meet up here kind of thing. But this guy actually picked me up. We drove to our date together and then he dropped me off after the date. And he was kind. He was attentive. And he was really fascinated by me. And he was so fascinated by my experience living in the Middle East too. I want to take a quick pause here to remind you that if you haven't already, you've got to block out an hour on your calendar and check out my workshop, The Five-Step Strategy to Banish Anxiety and Overwhelm in Your Love Life, so you can attract a fulfilling partnership and live a life of purpose. It's completely free. And in the workshop, I break down exactly why you're in the dating pattern you're in, how to take the confidence you feel in the rest of your life and apply it to your dating life, and so much more. If you like my style, philosophy, and how I coach women on the show, this workshop will help you get started in your own deep work. And for those of you who want to understand the why behind what I do on the show, I even dig a bit into the science of love so you can start to see real change in your own love life. It's really all my best work in one place, and you can access it right now. I strongly believe you don't have to spend years in therapy or read every dating self-help book to dramatically transform your love life. Grab your seat over at veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop. And now back to the show. And so after our date, like I said, he dropped me off, told me he had a nice time and he immediately asked for a second date, which of course I said yes to. And so we ended up dating for about six months. And it was a great relationship. And he's a great, great guy. I have nothing horrible or mean to say about him. And in the end, it just didn't really work out. The feelings weren't quite there. But this relationship was significant for me because the whole idea that dating could feel like that, that there was a guy out there like him who, you know, was respectful and interested in me and available was all brand new. You know, he was going to get restationed somewhere. I forget where else. And he wanted to talk about it. He wanted to talk about what that meant for us. And I had craved this with, you know, the relationship before the last. This is what I wanted so, so bad. And so I told myself that this guy 
He would be my new standard. If at any point in the future, anyone acted less than him, it was over. No questions asked. By the way, much easier said than done, but that is definitely what I told myself. Anyways, I also had felt like I finally had the confidence and the self-respect for the first time to hold myself to that standard. Again, I had rebuilt myself emotionally and I was beginning to build a pretty awesome life for myself. Great job, great social life, great friends, great apartment. And, you know, before, if you recall from part two, I would have desperately tried to make something work because I couldn't handle the rejection of it not working out. Anyways, so the next year and a half, I lived in Charleston after we broke up and I dated here and there, but it just wasn't really a priority. And that actually felt really good at the time. I was in my mid twenties and I thought at that point I'd already been married. And so I thought I would be really stressed about not really dating anyone seriously, but I was just having a really, really fun time. I had developed some really, really great friendships there with people that I'm still friends with today. And for those of you who've never been to Charleston, Charleston is a freaking awesome city and you should definitely book a vacation there ASAP because the food is amazing. The drinks are amazing. There's just so much to do. It's a gorgeous city. The history is so interesting. Water, sports, beach. I mean, you name it. Oh my gosh, Charleston is a dream. Anyways, you know, there is one moment though when I was living in Charleston that with a guy that showed me how far I'd come. And I want to share this story with you. So I met a guy out and he had asked me on a date. And by the way, he was also Jewish now that I think about it. And on the evening of our date, I left work early because I was applying for a job that had a pretty extensive application and it also had a deadline. So at this point, I was wanting to leave my job because professionally I was working at a law firm and I had a great job. I got to travel, use my Arabic, use my Middle East knowledge, all that kind of stuff. But there was just no room for growth because I was working for lawyers and I wasn't going to become a lawyer. So I wanted something, a job that had growth. So I was applying for jobs. And this one job I had was applying for lots. I think I had to write like two essays and there was a deadline. So I left work early from work. So I'd have time before the date to work on the application. Anyway, so I texted this guy to tell him, hey, I left work a little bit early. I'm working on this application that has a deadline and it's due soon. And I'm going to be working on it at home. So just text me when you're done with work and I'll meet you at the office so I can park there because parking in Charleston downtown is disaster. And then we'll go to the restaurant together. And he said, that's fine. Well, this guy owned his own business And I think he wanted to show it off to me. I mean, this is, again, my side of the story. So I don't know what his whole deal was, but that's what came across to me. Anyways, so I was at home working on this application and he texted me that he was finishing up work. So I was like, great. So I headed over to meet him at his office and I got into his office And I sat on the couch in his office and he wasn't really finished up with work. I mean, he kind of was, he wasn't actually doing anything. He just kept calling different people into his office, like trying to introduce me or to have stupid meetings that they didn't really talk about anything. And he was halfway talking to me and halfway typing on his computer. And I was just like, what the hell is this guy doing? And I don't think I realized it. Then maybe, maybe I did. I honestly, I I don't remember, but I do remember leaving that date kind of annoyed about this because I sat there in his office for probably about 30 minutes until we left for dinner and I went to dinner with him, but I was pretty sure that this was, there was not going to be another date. 
And it doesn't seem like that big of a deal, right? Like I just sat in his office while he was finishing up work, but I had told him that I was working on this application that had a pretty close deadline and there was just a lot of stuff. So I could have definitely used that 30 minutes to continue working on the application. And I finally had enough self-respect to know and to see that my time was really valuable and it was incredibly disrespectful of him to have me wait on him for 30 minutes just so he could show off and do whatever the hell he was doing in his office. So again, before, I'm pretty sure I would have played this you know, into his game and written off his behavior. I'm like, well, as long as he's into me, then whatever, that's fine because I just need to be in a relationship or want to be in a relationship. But and finally, you know, just having that experience and saying, wow, like that guy, he's just not giving me what I need. So I'm just not going to see him again. And that's that. I realized that things had really begun to change for me. And that last relationship I had with the military officer guy, that wasn't just a, a fluke that things had changed and I was confident and I could, you know, easily, you know, walk away from men and from relationships that weren't going to give me what I needed and stay focused on the guys that were going to give me truly what I needed and wanted in a relationship. So things are going well in Charleston, but then Obama called and not really Obama himself, but his campaign did call me. And they wanted to hire me. And that's when things got real crazy. All right, more on that next week. One more thing. You may be wondering, but Veronica, how do I start doing the deep work? I'm ready to make a shift. If that's you, I recommend you start with my totally free workshop, Five Steps to Ending Overwhelm and Anxiety in Dating. The good news is that you don't have to do all the things to find love. This workshop will walk you through the five big shifts that'll give you the biggest bang for your buck. You'll learn a step-by-step game plan to finally get unstuck and unblocked in love and end the cycle of dead-end relationships. You'll learn the number one reason most highly successful, motivated, and ambitious women struggle in love and what you can do to make sure it doesn't happen to you. You'll learn how to figure out the real reason you're attracting partners who aren't emotionally available or toxic or just simply not on your intellectual or emotional level. And you'll also learn the single most effective way to tap into the inner confidence you feel in your career and elsewhere in your life so that it'll carry over into your love life. And of course, a lot more. If you're ready to shift things in your life, I seriously can't wait for you to get your hands on this. Head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop to sign up. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. If you're looking for links or resources mentioned in the show, you can find the show notes to this episode and all previous episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this episode, please subscribe and take a moment to rate and review the show. It really helps. I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of the Love Life Connection podcast. And until then, sending you lots of love. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.